Yo, yo. <laughs> I, I, can't, I, I can't pull that off. <laughs> I think we should turn around and start over. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yo, yo. No, no, no. No, no. <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome back. Mom So Hard podcast. Whoop, whoop. What's up? I'm Jules. I'm Ruby. And thank you so much for tuning in this week. Episode five. Yes. I can't believe we've done five of these already. And I can't believe we actually have people still listening. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited. I can't believe like how great it's going, to be honest. I mean, sometimes scheduling is hard. Right. It's weird, like, that mom thing kind of gets in the way, but... Um, I swear sometimes I'm like, can you just stop crying so I can go record? I know. But <laughs> what are you going to do? Otherwise, you're not going to be a mom, and then we can't have our mom so hard podcast. Phony as shit. Yes. <laughs> so we're authentic, real journalist. You know what's funny is we were talking about, um, in last week's episode, we mentioned a little bit of, uh, like, mom judgment or, like, Instagram life versus real life, and... You know, I was thinking, which I do want to talk about in more, more in depth, but I was talking about, and I was thinking about it and I was like, at what point do you get to join like the mom club? Like mm. at what point do you get your sticker, your badge of honor? Um, so I'm kind of, I was like thinking about that and I'm like, so I have a kid. So automatically I'm, I'm a mom <laughs> that makes me a mom, but like, he's only eight months. Do I have to wait until he's like a year? Or do I need to wait, like, or is it just happened, like, literally you're on the table, they're sewing you up, and all of a sudden it's like, here's your mom club badge? Because sometimes I feel like I'm not, I don't know, like, do you ever get that feeling where you're like, oh, am I, am I able to talk about certain things because do I have enough experience as a mom yet? Yeah. Definitely have you, like, earned, earned your badges. Yeah, yeah. I get Uh, that way. I feel that way. I think it's just depending on who... I guess who you're going to voice whatever opinion you have to. Right. Like I'm probably not going to give my sister who has three kids, you know, and has been doing this for 16 years. I'm probably not going to be the one to give her advice. <laughs> right. But how quick would you be to like tell your mom something though? Cause she, do you feel like, cause they're a little older and kind of out of it and like that <laughs> everything's so differently that it's just not even on the same page of, of like what we do. That's a good point because like they're a whole nother generation and completely, like you said, do they did everything different. So like if they're going to now watch our newborns, I do feel like I need to give them a little refresher course. Yeah. Like, yo, yo, what's up? We eat gluten free. <laughs> I still can't pull it off. I still can't do it. Okay, Eve. <laughs> <laughs> little Kim. <laughs> oh, little Kim. <laughs> anyway. I'm pretty sure no one's ever said, oh, little Kim before. <laughs> Oh, those little like, nipple covers. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> those little nipple tassels. <laughs> okay, so recently, on to our subject. Today we are talking working mom life, going back to work after baby, and basically being a career woman. Yes. I recently uh, accepted a job position doing what? something. I know. Which you know. You know this. <laughs> I'm going back to work, bitches. Yeah. Get that money, honey. Mama's got to make money to inject in her forehead. Um, (laughs) That's realistically what it's for. No. (laughs) My, it's so funny because I remember when Jeremy and I started dating and, you know, getting serious and talking about um, 
Oh, for the 200 listeners that are listening, um, <laughs> that's average about 200. Um, Jeremy's my husband. So my hubby, um, he always had told me, you know, when you have kids, you don't have to work. And I looked at him and I said, are you batshit crazy? Like, of course I'm working. I don't want to be a, like, no offense. I don't want to be a stay-at-home mom. That just wasn't my jam. I know for some women it is and like more power to you. I wish I had the patience for that. I just don't. So I was like, I, I want to work. I need to work. It's in my blood. Like I have to be busy. I have to do it. And then I became a mom and I was like, oh, you're always busy. You don't mm-hmm. ever, ever, ever get to stop moving. Um, but I always told him, you know, I want to, I want to keep working. It's important to me. It's a part of who I am. And so after Asher, I attempted to go back to what I've know and love, um, and have been doing like the entertainment world. And it's just, it's a lot harder to do, uh, right now, which is okay. I'll get back to it eventually, but I've found other ways to find creative outlets, this being one of them. So I've accepted a position, um, with a film festival, local film festival. And I typically work for them seasonally when the festival comes around in November, but now I'm coming on earlier in the, in the season and I'm going to start working and I can partially work from home. So that's really the awesome part of it. That's huge. Yeah. And I know you're working towards some stuff so that after Eve, when she comes, you're going to get back on the train. I am. I didn't work with my, actually, that's not true. I just totally discredited myself. I did work. <laughs> um, I didn't work. I worked more for a freedom and just like my own little personal paycheck. I didn't work to like provide, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but that's changing. Um, I worked at a little surf shop, local surf shop when I had Charlie like two or three times a week for like four hour shifts. So like super simple, super minimal. I also taught yoga a couple times a week when we lived in Santa Barbara just little things. I taught yoga when yeah. I was in Santa Barbara. You know, just, you know, when I was globe trotting. Um, no, actually, when I was running away from my problems. <laughs> um, and just like small things here and there. But it's important. It's definitely everybody's has a different take on it. Some people, you know, are fulfilled from being at home. And, you know, that's like they're clocking in every morning and clocking out every night when their kids go down. And that's like totally cool. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's not the case really always. You're kind of always on call. You're like, yeah, you're like a doctor. I know. We're like doctors. (gasps) I mean, we're that good. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, there, there comes a little bit of. I don't even know. I don't want to say this in the wrong way because it's not judgment, but would you say, and maybe you disagree. I often find if I tell working moms or vice versa, if I tell stay at home moms, like my opinion on the matter or what my personally, um, my personal preferences, I almost get, you get kind of either way, you get a little bit of like side eye, you get a little bit of shade. Yeah, it's definitely it's, a touchy subject. Yeah. Because moms that choose to stay home, Um, because that's what they want to do or that's what works for their household. I find that if you're a mom that doesn't want to stay home or that doesn't, can't afford to stay home, um, you get a little bit of shade from the stay at home moms because 
I, you know, just maybe there's. Yeah. Like how could you ever leave anything more important than your children? Exactly. And then from the working moms, it's the other way around. Like you, or maybe I said that backwards. No, like me being um, currently, you know, full, pretty much a full-time stay at home, but not, I teach, still teach yoga and still teach, um, or I teach bar, but uh, so I'm still teaching and still doing some side stuff. But for the most part, like I'm, I'm the sole caregiver besides, you know, an hour here and an hour there when I go work. But I, when I tell people like, no, no, trust me, I want to go back to work. I don't have. I don't think I have what it takes to be a stay-at-home mom all day, every day. I feel like women almost, they take offense to that. And I don't think they should. I mean, to each their own if you do. But it's not that I want to discredit the stay-at-home mom. Because I have, now that I'm living that life currently, I think stay-at-home moms are freaking superheroes. But for me, I I feel like there's something in me that is always going to crave a little bit more and needs that creative outlet needs something else, needs that independence, like you said, just something for me all the time, which is selfish. But at the same time, I don't want to lose myself. I don't want to lose my creativity. I don't want to lose who I am because I'm, I'm a mom, but that's in addition to who I was before, you know? Right. I don't want to let go of who I, who I used to be. And you're going to be yourself, you know, that's for the rest of your life. You know, you don't want to give that up. Your kid leaves the house eventually you know god willing and and they move on with their life and then what you know and then you got to think about like what am I going to be left with you know yeah am I just gonna be a you know a stay-at-home wife am I gonna travel am I gonna am I gonna be have a career then like you know, it's a t- hard subject. Hopefully you don't become a grandma, you know, too early. Yeah, right. <laughs> but maybe you will. You never know. I just think that I, I so often hear women, you know, 10 years down the road talking about how they lost themselves after they had kids. And, you know, one day they woke up or they looked in the mirror and they didn't even and recognize I, themselves. I know. And I, I think knowing that going in was like, okay, I, I don't want that to happen. So how can I jump ahead or how can I get a head start on not being that way or not feeling that right. way? So right away, you know, six weeks after Asher was born, I was like, all right, let's get back to work. And I was enjoying all the cuddles and all of the, you know, all the downtime. But at the same, on the same note, I was ready to sort of recreate myself now as a mother, as an entertainer, as, as a teacher, you know, just all these different elements that were now coming into this new role, because I read this meme the other day and it's like, you know, once you have a kid, it's like being in a car crash and then like going home, expecting just to like care for, it was obviously a lot more (laughs) condensed, but it was basically saying like, you are thrust into being a whole new person, caring for a whole new person without a rule book, without a guidebook, no training, you know, and that's, it's, that's a hard, a hard pill to swallow sometimes. And I think is why a lot of women slip into some sort of, you know, postpartum depression. Um, it's so common. Not a lot of people talk about it, but it's really, really common. I mean, I, I definitely went through my, my fair share of it, which we'll talk about in the future, but it does it, it something. There's something to be said about the postpartum trial time where you're still trying to figure out who you were, who you are now, how does your old life fit into your new life? How does this baby fit into your new world? And just finding that balance. So part of the thing of, for me, going back to work and having that, like you said, that little bit of independence and that 
something for yourself, that little escape every day or every couple of days is so important because it gives you that sense of purpose outside of just being a mom or a wife or a stay-at-home, you know, house provider. Because um, for me, I didn't grow up thinking I'm going to be a mom and that's what I want to do. I always knew I wanted to have kids, but I didn't want to only stay at home or only be married. You know, I wanted. Yeah, you didn't want to limit yourself just to that. Right. And I think when you say to somebody, well, I don't only want to be a stay-at-home mom or I don't only want to do this, that's where people take offense to it because it, it almost seems and sounds. and I Like it's not enough. Yeah. I could see how it would sound like you're saying what they're doing is not enough. And that for me is not at all the case because I preach all day, every day, how much moms do and how hard the job is. That's why going back to work, if you have some help and some childcare, you know, you're, you're getting that little bit of escape and you're getting that little bit of you time, whether you're working or, you know, you're just going out and Globe trotting or whatever you're doing. And then you you get to hand over the wand for that couple of hours of that day and be like, here, please watch my kid. Please don't strangle them. <laughs> Whether it's somebody yeah. you're paying or it's a mother or mother-in-law, you know? So, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different dynamics. There's women that would love to be a stay-at-home mom but can't, you know, that aren't in the position that they get to be a stay-at-home mom, that they have to work and they have to drop their kids off at daycare. And then after daycare, their kids have to go to aftercare. I mean, yeah. there's a, it's a really – I guess – thinking about it like while you're talking I guess it's so sensitive in my opinion because a lot of times us women aren't doing what we would be prefer to be doing if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so it's almost like you're offended because you would like to be doing a be a stay-at-home mom or you would like to have a part-time job or you would like to have a hobby that you can partake in twice a week or you know I really don't meet very many women that are in this scenario that they would preferably be in. correct yeah I completely agree so it's like you get very I feel like so then you're we're just on the defense always because it's like yeah it's rare that you meet someone that's like in their perfect scenario where they have a nanny two days a week where they can go get their nails done or check out or go to work two days and then all the other time they're with their kid and they're bliss and it's rare that you find somebody that has the perfect scenario because like you said they're either working and they'd rather be at home but they have to work or they're at home but they want to work you know but they just but they can't. it doesn't make sense because childcare is so expensive that you'd be paying to you know basically go to work. So yeah, and sometimes you know for your sanity it makes sense, and I have totally to explain that. It's hard to explain that to a man as long as it was as long as it was like soul fulfilling exactly. work. You know, like I wouldn't mind going to teach a boot camp or a yoga class if I just broke even because I myself first of all, very vain and I'm getting to work out. <laughs> and then second of all, you're getting out, you're mingling, you're socializing with people that aren't shooting their pants while they're talking to you. <laughs> like, you know, like there's a lot of benefits besides money. Can I, can I say <laughs> side note? <laughs> I recently um, befriended a homeless man and oh. he could very well be shitting his pants while I talk to him and he's not my baby. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's a very nice man. Um, that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> Just a little plug <laughs> for Tim the homeless man. Um, no, it is it's it's funny. And I just want to say, like, 
I'm going back to work. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so ready. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm terrified because there's moments where I'll be nursing Asher and I'm just like, oh my God, I don't, I don't ever want this to stop. And I don't mm-hmm. ever want, like, I'm almost scared for when he either weans himself or we decide that we're done. I'm terrified because that closeness, like I, as much as it can be kind of frustrating at times and painful. So annoying. But it's like, there's that other part of me that's like really embracing it and loving every bit of it. So I don't know my, my days where I'm like, okay, well I nurse him at night. There's day throughout the day. I'll, you know, nurse him here and there. But I think about, oh, when I go back to work, like he's going to have bottles and other people are going to be like, other people right your time is limited yeah like other people are going to be putting him to sleep I just I get sad thinking about it so I'm like damn you know it's it's such a it's such a mind fuck when you think like emotionally Mm -hmm. you're being pulled in all these different directions like you want to go you don't want to go absolutely so it's kind of interesting on that sense but um it's it's a weird balance to have to figure that out you know I'm gonna have to figure out the balance once I jump into it but yeah and I think you it takes a long time to figure it out and I don't know if you ever really perfect it no and I mean maybe you do and when once you're done having kids like you know once you're but you're gonna have to start all over again once you have another kid yeah and I might go back to work in three weeks in or two weeks in or whatever day or so and be like oh my god I can't do this and have to figure that out Uh, I don't yeah I think that'll happen but you never know and then there's women like I know quite a few that you know, they have their three months postpartum, they get cleared or whatever, and they go back to work. And I thought about that when I was three months in after Asher. And I, I just thought to myself, I can't imagine going back to a full-time job, having to pump all the time. So women that do that, holy shit, that's a lot. You are a superhero because that is a lot. And it's just emotional. It's extremely emotional to have to leave your child so soon after you've given birth and have that connection. So you know, there's reasons why people in Europe and, and in other countries get such a long maternity leave. It completely makes sense because even mm-hmm. eight months in right now, I think he's still learning so much and he's going through all these mental developments and I'm watching him discover these things for the first time. And it's so special to be there for that. Um, so I feel very fortunate that I get to be there for that. And for women who, who have to split their time, I, I give you props because it's not easy. Like, emotionally no. physically it's a lot on you it's a lot on your partner i'm sure and it's just it's hard it's hard as shit how do the men do it like I, that's just proves how their like makeup is different i mean obviously they didn't carry the child so they don't have that like internal connection i guess but how they do it to where they can walk away and just like carry on with a 12 hour work day and come back and like just kiss the kid goodnight oh, if they're lucky and that's it. I like, can't imagine. I couldn't imagine. I asked Jeremy that after he started going back to work more full time. I was like, how do you, don't you miss him? He's like, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, of course I miss him. But I'm thinking in my, in my head, like, no, how, how, how do you do it? How do you leave yeah. him for eight hours a day and not just die inside a little bit? I think men can compartmentalize a lot better. And like you said, they didn't, you know, physically carry them for 10 months. I know. And they don't have that. I think of, like, that movie Avatar when, like, the 
the like alien person is like connects their tail with the tail of the animal and they are like in sync. That's like what happens with your baby. Oh, like, you know, while they're inside you with your umbilical cord and everything, it's just like you guys are in sync and of the same, you know, mind and heartbeat and everything. And I just. Oh, the heartbeat. Let's get all sappy and shit. (laughs) (laughs) Or like me, like I didn't. Um, I was a very present and still am present mom for my firstborn, and that's going to change drastically with my secondborn. And I have that guilt of not giving them equal amount of time of me. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be a hard pill to swallow. But at the same time, um, I need, I, I need the fulfillment of a job at this point in my life of where I'm at. And I also need the financial state stability and to be reliant on myself. And that's very important for where I am. And I just have to do it and I have to figure it out. And I feel so bad that I'm not going to be just like a milk machine sitting on the beach. Like I was with Charlie. (laughs) You definitely were on the beach every day. I was on the beach every day. Just breastfeeding my little baby, going on walks, going on runs. Yeah, you had it. And, like, that was my life. And then now it's going to be totally different. Yeah. But partly because I have to and partly because I want it. Part because I want – I'm feeling a little empty inside. And I want that feeling of Mm self-accomplishment. I want to have, like – as weird as that sounds, like I crave that sensation of like homework. Yeah. Where yeah. you were, had that like responsibility and you had to perform and you, you did it and you accomplished something and you got like a step further in life, you know? And totally, totally. I, I know exactly I'm what looking, you mean. I'm, yeah, it's so, we- it's a weird, sen- it's a weird feeling to want. Like, you, what do you mean you want homework, Ruby? <laughs> like, come on, you're 30 years old with two kids. You want homework? <laughs> but no, like, you just want, I want to be able to set a goal whether it's going to work and receiving a paycheck or, you know, striving in a career that I pick and like fulfilling that. Yeah. And then seeing myself go, okay, now I get to go a step further and like climb that ladder. Yeah. Of like personal success, financial success, like all of those great things. And it's, it's important, I think too, because if that's something you crave and it, it really does make you feel fulfilled, then you're going to be a better version of yourself. And that's absolutely you want to be the best. You want to be the best example for those girls. You want to be the best example for your kids and teach them train, you know, that they can still work and have this work life balance or they can go after a dream or, or a goal. Yeah. That's always been really important like, to me. And I want to like, you still matter. Yeah. You know, you still matter. Your life still matters. We have like a good 60 years, hopefully, you know, ahead of us. Like, you know, you don't want to look back saying, I wish I would have, could have, should have. Yeah. And like you said, when the kids are 15, 16, or they're just more independent, that's when I think a lot of parents probably look in the mirror and they're like, what the hell happened? Like, who am I? I, you know, I, I stopped just going after the goals and dreams I had when I, you know, first had a kid, I, I took a step back to either raise their kid or whatever. And, and here's the thing. I don't want anyone to think that going back to work means you're less of a parent because you're, you're not by any means you're, you're stronger for it. Chugging that water. Yeah. Can you tell? (laughs) I took a hot bath right before this phone call. So I'm like feeling like, you know, a little dehydrated. But did you pee in it? 
I did. A question. Here's a little side note for our listeners that have been listening. Keeping up. Now that we talked about now that we talked about peeing in the bath, have you peed more or the same amount since our conversation <laughs> in the bathtub? I myself have peed more because I feel like my dirty little secret's out and it's like, oh, actually <laughs> most of the people that I've encountered and talked to have told me that they also pee in the bath. So I'm just letting it rip. <laughs> Hopefully that's the only thing you're letting rip in there. Yeah. Not, are you not a number two? Are you blowing bubbles. No, no bubbles. I um no. So all that to say, going back to work, I it's a hard thing to do. It's scary finding that creative balance, finding that groove after you have a kid, just kind of getting back into your goals. And you know what? A lot of times I think so many goals change or they evolve or they – because maybe for you it was different before you had Charlie, but you had all these dreams and goals because you were the single woman just – could literally do whatever you wanted. You know, sky was the limit. You had nothing holding you back. Um, and so th- I was the definition of unattached. I was unattached to anything and everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like to my family, you know, I had my family at arm's length. I wasn't in a serious relationship. I had no kids. I was free as a bird. Exactly. And God. I mean, I wasn't. I was definitely tied down to the old ball and chain. <laughs> wasn't as free as a bird. But <laughs> Good old Jeremy. Good old germs. Another good topic that we'll get to eventually is that he wanted kids sooner than I did. And we had to sort of compromise on that. You guys definitely compromised. Yeah, I was totally fine being like a Jen, Jen Aniston waiting till I'm like in my 40s. Did yeah. she have kids yet? No, I think she's – I think that's just not her path in and that's life. that's totally cool. I know. I respect that. I always hate when people are like, what do you mean you don't want kids or something? How about be like, how about all those people that shouldn't want kids that have kids and now look at what messed up parents they are. I hate when people like, yeah, you look at someone and they're like, oh, are you, you going to have a baby? Are you, are you married? What's your plan? Yeah, I, I never ask a woman. I never ask a woman that. Because people like, do look, you have kids? look at you backwards if you say, no, I'm just not really into it. Like, yeah. And that's not what defines you. Like, are you a decent human? Right. And, <laughs> Are you kind? But, and do you open the door for strangers? That's what you should ask. If a man says he doesn't want kids, nobody bats an eyelash. If a woman says she doesn't want kids, it's like they're Satan. Like you were put on this yeah. earth to make make children to bear children. Why aren't you doing your, you know, your due diligence? But I, I really do think it's important for women to identify if that if that's who they are. Like if I am I a person that wants kids? Am I a person that doesn't want a kid? Because I had to kind of have I had that conversation with myself. I had told myself growing up, like, oh, I, yeah, I want, I want a kid eventually. And then I got to the age where it was, like, you know, socially acceptable to have a kid, I guess, mm-hmm. in your 20s. Um, and it was sort of like, no, I'm, I'm still not ready. And then I got closer to 30, and I was like, oh, I'm, like, I'm, I'm still okay not having one. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm good. And then I got to that point where, okay, I'm married. I, everything is pointing to I should be pregnant right now because society's telling me I, I should. I've been married for you know four years or whatever, and I'm almost 30. Why don't I have a kid? And then I just had to have that conversation of, do I actually want children? And then I was like, yes, figured that out. I do want children. Mm-hmm. And then it just the conversations of, you know, with my husband and, and trying to figure out when was the good time for us, which, you know, you decide is never a good time, but deciding for us when we wanted to start trying and what that looked like. And then it happened, and now I can't imagine my life without my baby. So 
it's just a matter of if it's for you or if it's not. And if it's not, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. No. So more power to you for knowing what you want. In life. Exactly. Because like you said, there's so many, there's so many people that have kids that shouldn't have kids. Yeah. I would rather have like five things going for myself, like in life than just like one major one. Like a lot of people like can find that one career. Like I want to be a lawyer and that's what they focus on. They go to school mm-hmm. for a million years. They do like all their internships and then they do like their, you know, pre-law law and then all this stuff. And then oh, sounds awful. Like that's like <laughs> they have their whole lifetime and then they become a partner in a law firm. Like it's a whole lifetime. I would rather have be like side note, make jewelry, put it on Etsy, teach a couple of classes, uh, fitness classes a week, be a mom. And then like, you know, it's like you get have to a live, podcast. It's like you get to live if you do it that way. Cause I'm in the exact same way. It's like you get to live a, a different life every 10 years, every five years. Exactly. I get to fulfill every personality. Yes. Oh, so many. <laughs> so many sides. So many to, to fulfill. <laughs> well, and that's I, – I think it's really important too because you you do – if you're a creative person or you just have a lot of interest and you you entertain all these different creative sides of yourself or these different ideas – you get to know what you like and you don't like. I mean, mm-hmm. essentially, you're you're testing out the waters. Okay, I really am interested in this. I'm going to give it a shot. Am I good at it? Do I like it? Do I enjoy it? Does it bring me joy? Does it fulfill me? Or does it feel like stress? And does it make me, you know, give me anxiety when I go to do it? Right. Is it taking away from who I am? Yeah. Because I've started projects where I'm like, this is what I want to do. I'm all in it. I love it. And then I started doing it. I'm like, stressed out to the core, dreading every day I have to go do it. And then I realized, oh, it's not my passion. It's just something that I enjoy doing for a moment or I enjoy being a, um, a, you know, a student rather than a teacher or whatever. It's like you have to sort of, unless you dive in, you really don't know. So I always encourage people, like if you have an interest in something and you're, you're thinking about it, you're on the border and you're, you really want to give it a shot, but you're not quite sure, like give it a shot, do it. Because you'll always wonder. And then you can always dial it back. If it's something that you didn't end up loving or, you know, you felt stressed from it, then, yeah, maybe there's a different direction you can go. Um, But that's something, I mean, obviously, if you have a kid, not really the same thing. You can't really (laughs) change your mind. (laughs) Nope. Once you do that, you're locked. Locked in for life for at least 18 years, hopefully. Um, But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Boop, boop. I'm 39 weeks, man. Woo! Push that baby out. Man. Or, or pull cut her out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Either way, she's a coming out. She's a coming out and put her on your chest. <laughs> yep. Until next week, I'm Jules. And I'm Ruby. Mom so hard, y'all. Cue the music. That was fun. I get delirious. I get delirious sometimes.